Uh, welcome back to the final hour of uh, a tip today. For any of our politicians tuned our way this morning, it might help you. It might inform you to some degree that I, I'm just going to sum up what's coming into us here. The general consensus is that ordinary Irish Tipperary working people or people who are out there struggling feel that they're the forgotten people. They feel that everybody else has been spoken for, everybody else has been represented in some way, except for them. Now you can make, that's not me saying that by the way, this is a sum up of what I'm seeing on the screens here in front of me. That might inform you in some way in terms of how you approach the upcoming elections, or it might not. Or you might say it's all a lot of nonsense and it's not scientific and all of that. It's up to you. Make what you will of that. The €50 vouchers celebrating the fact that Christmas uh, shopping is booming in Thurnus. The Salmon's Pharmacy, Liberty Square, €50 voucher going to Samantha Brennan. Well done, Samantha. And uh, the Supermax, I'd like that one. Um, 50 euro vouchers going to Liam Ryan. Well done to you. And that's Supermax there on Liberty Square in Thurles as well. Now, we talked to uh, Richie on the show this morning. We're with you, of course, every weekday uh, from 9 o'clock. But we spoke to Richie in the 9 o'clock hour this morning about the inquiry into COVID, which is currently taking place in the UK. As you know, Boris Johnson uh, continuing to give evidence there this morning. Uh, when asked if whether we need to have our own inquiry, um, sooner than March of next year, which is uh, what was indicated by Leo Varadkar. Here's a little of what Richie had to say to us uh, this morning. After World War II, we had Nuremberg trials and people were arrested in jail. We need something onto that kind of a system that people will be held accountable. They're not going to get away with a slap on the wrist, you know? I mean, the government pulled Ivermectin, a drug off the market that was used to treat COVID-19. They pulled off the market. That's mm-hmm. another question that needs to be asked. Why did they pull ivermectin off the market mm-hmm. when it has been used in so many countries with massive success rate? And yet it was pulled here and there's only a couple of cents per tablet. There's an awful lot of questions to be asked, Brian, you know. Uh, but, the, but is that not the other point? I mean, in terms of setting terms of reference for any inquiry, because, it, you know, it depends on how broad they would make that inquiry. <laughs> Because I'm sure what you're describing to to me there won't be part of an inquiry, if you know what I mean, Richie. Yeah. Well, it limits the truth. It limits the truth. I think all all factors should be left open and determined. Mm. You know, let let let, if there's only inquiry, let it be a full inquiry, and let it be like I said on neutral grounds. Mm. You know, Um, I only saw a clip of Pascal Dunn, who's interview only yesterday evening on Gripped, and he's tried to absolve himself of of wrongdoing. You know. Um, just saying, oh, we're following what every other country was doing. Mm. You know, we don't have to be followers. We can be leaders also. And that's Richie who spoke to us in the nine o'clock hour. And then we heard from uh, some of our listeners this morning about those uh, hold-ups happening around Limerick. And we just got some info for you on that. Motorists are being warned to expect delays um, after an overturned truck led to a closure of the roads. And we're talking about that uh, Creek Cora to Raheen area that's around the old uh, Ballycommon Road there isn't it in uh, Limerick so as a result a section of that road has been closed there now our understanding is that there's no serious uh, injuries there but a collision on the M7 between uh, Junction uh, 29 and Castle Troy there is a full road closure there and a major backup of traffic as you can imagine so I'm not sure if you're planning to go um, towards those areas but if if you are will you keep an eye on what's happening on online there just so that you're not sitting in traffic like poor 
Uh, Marie seems to be for the last uh, hour. All right, then, it's time to talk all about health and delighted, as always, on the Thursday to be joined by Muriel Cuddy, who's CEO of Marito 8020, the clinic in Clonmel. Good morning to you, and how are you, Muriel? I'm great. Um, You're going to start with a a kind of a giveaway, but tell us about the vouchers, first of all. Are they vouchers for the clinic? Yes, and, you know, we call them um, a gift of health. Okay. Uh, so they literally fly out the door at this time of the year. And I think that's wonderful as in people are actually coming in um, buying vouchers, say for somebody like a loved one in their world, that they can actually come what in. What a nice idea. Yeah, I just think it's lovely. Like for whatever, 100 or 120 euros, you get your consultation. You know, mm. 100 euros, you've like your full blood panel. You know, things like that. Mm. Like So even take the aesthetic world out of it. That piece is there as well, that people are buying vouchers, even say for like the Swedish massage or whatever. But the gift of health side, I just think that's, that's wonderful. That's a idea. And I'm sure a lot yeah. of people are out there struggling looking for an idea yeah, I yeah. suppose if somebody in their world something. is struggling yeah. like to give somebody something like this you've actually done the first step haven't you that That's they're going nice, to come and it? use it so yeah. are you giving us a voucher to give away yes. to see no pressure or yes, anything yes, like yes, that yes yes yeah. yeah so 50 euros but you know me so I'm not giving it away without um, yeah this, okay. the, you have right. to do something right. for it so okay? what's, what's the story about? so literally this is very easy and you're not allowed Google I'll know I do a lot of manifesting and looking into the future and <laughs> stuff like that so like put the phones down literally yeah. but yeah so quick question on average how many bottles of wine does an Irish person drink in a year? Oh Lord God, right. It has to be a guess, so the closest guess will get the voucher before the end of the show, so they've got like, before the end of, before I leave, 20 minutes. The the average person. Yeah, you're not allowed to enter. Can I have a guess? You can have a guess, yeah. Um, And you needn't tell me till, obviously till we, uh, 30. Okay. All right, we'll we'll see. All right then. Deadpan so face. <laughs> you should play poker. So, oh eight three three double one double three double one. If you have a guess, if you want to have a guess at that. So, how many bottles of wine does the average person in Ireland drink uh, per year? Uh, speaking of which, you're going to talk to us about the liver. Today yes, as well. yes, yeah. yes. A lot of confusion about the liver and what exactly it does and its And you role. know, yeah, and it's one like that nobody will ever come in to me and say, can I have a liver test? Well, maybe one, one once in a wonder because mm. they've been told to for some reason or another, but it's part of the profile. When we do like the occupational health profile, we'll test the liver anyway. And because I work so much on the gut, we find a lot that we're getting non-alcoholic fatty liver. Now, 20 years ago when I started this, that wasn't to the fore at all. Maybe mm. you might get like one person a month and now I possibly get like five or six people a week. Wow. Yeah, which is which is huge. And like when you say to people like your liver profile is out of parameter, the health markers are wrong, they look at me and they say, but I don't drink or I only have two drink, drinks a week or whatever. And straight away it's associated with alcohol consumption. Mm. But it's not like the non-alcoholic fatty liver that we're seeing today is literally like our diets, the, the ultra processed and the carbohydrate and saturated fat rich diets. So it's affecting our liver. So if you're fe- affecting your liver, like the liver performs hundreds of essential functions in the body and that's like storing glucose from the food we eat producing bile for the digestion of fats filtering harmful toxins out of the blood before they cause damage to the vital organs so many different things and I talk about that all the time like our good cholesterol mops up and absorbs our bad cholesterol in the liver like so a lot yes. of different things happen in the liver so it needs to be healthy so like we're talking about what about one in four um, adults worldwide have non-alcoholic fatty liver and like this is just the start of it so we need to pull back again, don't we? One in four. One in four. And yeah. as you say, this isn't linked to alcohol. No, it's not linked. No, no. And like this trend, it's, it's, it's escalating. Like the research is there. The trends are there, you know. And like what you're doing is you're limiting the organ's ability to perform the crucial tasks it needs to perform. So your body is going to break down if the liver isn't working right. And like there's a list of things. Can I read out a list yeah, of things of sure. how you would feel if your liver wasn't working sure. right? So just even if you can tick three or four of these, maybe you need to go and get yourself checked, right? So if you're 
feeling unwell in general, unperforming, literally, if you're underperforming, like just day to day, that you just feel the normal things are getting a lot harder for you to do, that means your body isn't able to filter the toxins out of your bloodstream. So there's a build-up of toxins or poisons there somewhere. Mm. Fatigue headaches, skin problems, um, frequent gassy sensations, like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, means you can't secrete your digestive juices. Jaundice, or you know the yellowing of skin or the yellowing of your eyes. Confusion, you know, toxins build up and that causes confusion within within the brain. Fluid retention, like especially in the feet and ankles. I get a lot of that, like my ankles are swollen, don't know why. I think it's kidney related, but mm. a lot of the time it's it's um, liver related. Dark urine, um, or like if there's a pungent smell from your urine. Loss of appetite, or you can't just manage your weights, so you can't maintain your weight. And, and that's coming from the gut side of things as well. If your poo is like a very pale colour, um, itching and this is like um, in unusual as in you know the palms of your hands mm. even though we'd say the palms of the hands are money I'm always looking for my right hand itch you do know your right hand is the money side I didn't know yeah that. the left hand is the one that loses well, money so itching, no itching regretfully or the soles of your feet right okay. loss of muscle or muscle weakness and then you know the spider like veins that actually appear especially as we get older, underneath the skin or whatever, okay. the little red veins. On the hands? On the, all over, oh, literally all over. literally okay. all over the body, yeah. And and like the risk factors, um, so you you think being overweight, so yes, being overweight is one. So if you carry weight around your middle, around your belly, mm. that's definitely a risk factor because it's like metabolic syndrome. So that's kind of highlighted, you know. And then other things like having high blood flat, f- fat levels. So if you have high cholesterol, chances are there is something or an issue within your, your, your um, liver, you know. So you're looking at like you're trying glycerides and your LDL so that's your your um, bad cholesterol mm. right and then the other things like diabetes pre-diabetic having high blood pressure all of those things are all risk factors but you don't even know like there's no what would you say there's no medication that'll fix it it is reversible but it's very hard to know whether you have it or not you know so like you might just generally mm. feel unwell and you might have no idea and people that come into me have no idea when we see um, inflammatory markers risen in their liver like see, I think one of the things that make us a little bit blasé about the liver is that we were told at some stage or other that the re- liver rejuvenates itself completely and absolutely yeah. every so often. But it does and it is reversible. Yeah. But it's not reversible if you continue to put the junk in. Right. So if you continue to put the poison in... So you're, eventually you're, you will get to a stage where well, you will You'll have cirrhosis damage. of the liver or whatever. Right. So you'll have like exactly what alcohol does. You're going to have the same thing with the non-alcohol side, you know. Mm. And like I'm getting more and more uh, GP referrals now that uh, doctors are sending people to me to do the dietary side or whatever to get people back on track and it's funny because I think every single person that came through this week now um, there was a very few initials so they're um, clients or patients that are with me all the time Mm. but everybody is starting to feel better like that's amazing because like all we're hearing about all the time is people that feel so unwell or whatever and a lot of the people that are coming through would have had the health markers wrong on the liver side so there would have been one thing or two things out of parameter or yes. whatever and I know when I get their bloods back again their bloods are going to be back in line we'll see the inflammation just drop you'll see the cholesterol levels drop so like it is totally reversible So what about looking after ourselves then where the liver is concerned I mean what can we begin to do immediately Well do you know what I'm going to talk about first of all so before I talk about the food side things because I'm always talking about the food side of things and I know this is December so even the patients that are coming through today I'm telling everybody listen um, Christmas Eve Stevens' Day take a week eat what you, you have like a reprieve I, I'm, I'm literally and, and they're saying to me like <laughs> but do you actually Muriel do you listen I eat everything that's in sight from Christmas Eve literally do I do for like five or six days right. whatever I want there is not, not enough limits literally right. so you've got to do that but there's a couple of things you can take just to support the liver. So I'm going to do that now because instead of talking about, we will talk about the food side, but I think that's nearly more for 
the softly approach into okay. Christmas time and then we'll yeah. do the stronger one when, when we get to January. But to support the liver, yeah. So you're talking about an NAC, so a non-acetylcysteine. It's an NAC. So if you're going into the health food shop, that's what you're looking for. It's a precursor to, to like a really powerful antioxidant that we would talk about, which is glutenine. And that's really good to help reduce inflammation and reduce the fatty buildup within the liver. OK, so mm-hmm. that's your first one. It's an NAC. Milk thistle is the next one. OK, mm. and they're not all the same. And you've heard of that a lot of the Many time, Many times, right? yeah. So milk thistle is really good. It's a really strong uh, antioxidant that supports your healthy liver. But it needs to be 70% silymarine. OK, so S-I-L-Y-M-A-R-I-N, that needs to be the active ingredient and it needs to be 70% or over. OK, right, if so you're looking at milk thistle. not just any version Not just it, any. No. You need to go in and you need to look to make sure the content of what you're getting is in okay. it. The other thing with milk thistle or with any of these is if you're going to t- start taking a supplement and you're on a lot of tablets, make sure you just check with your doctor first of all. Mm. Because the like of milk thistle or something like that, if you're on a blood thinners or whatever, you shouldn't take it. You okay. know, so just to double up on that. Cloline is the next one. This one transfor- transports fats out of the liver. Okay, so we find a lot with um, vegetarians or vegans or people that are on restrictive diets or whatever that they're actually deficient in this because you get it from meat and poultry and fish and eggs and things like that. But it's critical for transporting fats out of the liver. So if you're deficient in it, chances are you could have non-alcoholic fatty liver and you mightn't even have a really bad diet, right? Dandelion is the next one. So we've heard that for years, okay? This is for the production of bile. So we know bile um, aids in the efficient digestion of fats and it takes the fats out of the body or whatever. That's really important. And artichoke is the last one. So artichoke would be very like your milk thistle. It has the same active ingredients or whatever. But you, And you need the root of that, the stem. The, oh no, sorry. You need the actual artichoke, not the stem or the root. It's more potent, right? So those few things, if you could even include one or two of them over the next few months or the next few weeks. Middle thistle for me, I kind of take all year round. Uh, my, and in what, what way do you take it? Is so that... I like it in the drop. The oh, drop, yeah. 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 So I literally do 20 drops in like a small glass of water and I just knock that back in the morning. Um, why I like middle thistle, I have the cholesterol profile. So for me, it's very important that I keep my liver profile right. And I just find when I use milk thistle, um, it, it works for me. Okay. So there are your supports, milk thistle, dandelion, choline, um, artichoke and the NACs. OK, so take any two or three of them and you you're, you're have a good chance of giving it some support, if that makes sense. Mm. And then the other thing is you're watching what you're eating. That's mm. one of the biggest things. So we talk about it all the time. There's a couple of things, even though you're watching what you're eating, right? So we're talking about the sugars and all of that piece, right? Too much vitamin A, too much supplementation of vitamin A isn't good for the liver either, okay? So you get a lot of vitamin A from things like your fresh fruits and veg and all the colours and all of that kind of thing. But if you supplement with this this, um, high dose of it on top of that, if you're getting enough already, um, isn't great for you. So just to watch things like that. Um, Herbal supplements are another one. To take too many herbal supplements, you need to watch it because your liver has to detoxify, it has to process things. So watch what you're taking. That's very interesting, yeah. it's, It's a big deal. Like, we have supplements at the... So you know the old-fashioned pyramid, you'd, you'd have like your foods all the way up along, like say your, your whole grains at the bottom and you work up along to the sugar. Your supplements are in the very top triangle of it. And the reason they're in the very top triangle is they're, oh, you're only to supplement if your body is deficient. Okay. So like you don't just take them willy-nilly. So in other words, if you were eating what you should be eating, you wouldn't need them, is that? No, that's totally... And I like even if you're supplementing, if your gut isn't right and your body isn't right, you're not going to get the full... Um, amount of what's in a supplement anyway and even at that like even I suppose because the liver is so much to the fore now you'll walk into a shop now in December and you're going to see supplements everywhere mm, for the liver so like to even know what's good and what's bad that's why I was given the actual percentages because they literally just market and brand anything and you think you're taking it it's going to do you good but it's not right. and a lot of the time it's even just filler 
or it's it's going to be more harmful. And what almost confuses me is the quality of the brand that you're buying as well. You, yeah. you don't really know. You much have of, no idea. Like yeah. that's why we say all the time: wait until you get tested, do that piece first, see what you need, kind of bring your body back into some state. Or this should be a support. It's mm. a supplement. Mm. It's not supposed to fix you. It's a supplement. Okay. It's a support. Yes. So people like they, they said to me, "I'm taking Revital and uh, whatever Revive Active, and I'm taking this, and I'm taking that, and I'm taking the other." I'm like, "But your gut is in a state. Your diet is." all wrong you're not sleeping you're not whatever yes it'll support how much support are you getting like so very little because your body isn't able to and and many people will lay out all of these vitamins that they're taking every day but but they'd never even think I certainly didn't think that the liver has to oh sure it has to work with it like and if you have the malabsorption side as well on the other side so like your gut isn't where it needs to be and like I liken the gut and this is like a really good analogy as in you have the bad bacteria which is the compost heap you have the good bacteria which is all the lovely flowers Mm. so a lot of us have like just the, li- the little corner with the flowers flourishing away and then we've got this big compost heap. The more stuff you put in that the body isn't able to deal with goes to the compost heap, which is like fermenting and doing all that kind of thing and mm. that's why we feel so bad. And that has to go, like go like the liver has to do its work. It's going out into the bloodstream. The liver has to do what it needs to do. It can't do it. The more toxins you build up and the more wrong stuff you put in, you can imagine the pressure that it's under. We are supposed to inoculate the flowers. Mm. We are supposed to get as many of them alive and well as we possibly can. And when we do, then the body kicks back into life and it becomes good and it becomes well. So you can picture how a supplement isn't going to um, pollinate the flowers Mm. like actual proper food can do. Okay, it's very interesting. Very interesting indeed, yeah. So when people come in to talk to you then, you don't necessarily put them on a whole load of... Oh, straight away, I wouldn't put them on anything. And I tell them that straight away. Like, unless I can actually get them back online and get the body back functioning, I literally, like, I'm like, we have to switch it on. We have to go backwards to go forwards. Like, I get somebody coming into me that's like a car that's chucking along. And it has been doing that like for three or four years. So I have to like take that and go back to the very beginning because you have to bring that car back to perfection, if that makes sense. So you're not just going to start firing things into it. Like, how would you, you know? But I will bet you that the people come into you expect to be told, well, take that and that and Um, you'll be grand. No, not necessarily. Because by the time somebody comes in, they've been to like God knows how many consultants. They've done the colonoscopies. They've done, and they'd say to me, oh my God, that was the worst thing I've ever done. And they've been given all the answers is in to say, there's nothing. We can't find anything. There's nothing there. Your bloods are fine. This was fine. This was clear. That was clear. But they feel literally like they're going to die. Mm. Like energy levels are so low and every year they're feeling worse. So by the time they come to me, they ha- they're ready to listen. Like whatever mm. I'm going to say to do, you might get, I might get one person a month at mm. this stage that I know isn't going to buy in and I know that they're not going to come back for the next appointment or I'll even say it to him there and then, listen, mm. you're not ready, just leave it be. And is it worth pointing out, Muriel, that just because you're of a certain age, um, yeah. it doesn't mean to say you need to be feeling a bit grotty. I mean, that that's nonsense. necessarily come it's, with it. It's age. nonsense. Like, it's like, I know when I feel bad. I know exactly why I feel bad. It's nothing to do with work or stress or Mm. whatever because we all have work and we all have stress and it's not to do with the kids or whatever because we have the kids and things like that. If I'm not minding myself, I'm going to be a hundred times worse. So if I am eating wrong, if I have a bottle of wine last night, if I have whatever, I know by the time the week of Christmas is over, I'll be dying to get back to work and back into routine. And Mm. it's nothing to do with not the relaxation piece or whatever. Mm. It's just I'll feel awful. And you you were good enough to admit that you will probably overindulge a little. Well, your idea of overindulging (laughs) and mine now might be different, but uh, will you know pretty much immediately that you've done that? Oh, literally by Christmas Eve. Like, I don't like going out after Christmas because nothing fits. 
Like, that's been really honest. So you'll know like, pretty much straight away. Yeah, I can't understand. Like, you know, when people have weddings on Stephen's Day and New Year's Eve, <laughs> I would be like, what in God's name would I actually wear to a wedding on Stephen's Day or New Year's Eve? I, straight away, I become bloated. I'm like, I'm like between tr- three and six months um, pregnant. Uh, after, like, say, Christmas Eve of wine and whatever is going to happen on Christmas Eve night, yeah. So literally. And the kids will have it, so I will eat it. I don't, don't pull back. I will have, right. I love, I never eat roast potatoes during the year. I eat roast potatoes, I don't do dairy, I, I have butter on them. Um, I could have five, ten, it doesn't really, I don't stop, literally, yeah. Christmas Day, it's, yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's the rubbish. You'll yeah. have to send us pictures, you definitely will indeed. Go on, will yeah. you talk to us about the wine then, because we have all sorts of estimations there. Just give people out the question again. Okay, so the question is, how many bottles of wine a year? Okay, do, does the average Irish person drink in a year? And I'm going to give you a little help in this, right? So the average Irish person drinks drinks the equivalent of 40 bottles of vodka a year, or 436 pints. Now, what? these stats were done when one in four people in Ireland don't drink at all. So they've done the stats literally taken everybody into account. So these stats are probably a lot higher. Just, just give me that about, I, did yeah. I mishear you about the vodka? Yeah, uh, 40 bottles of vodka, yeah. You said 30 bottles of wine. On average? On average, yeah. yeah. So go on then, tell us about the wine. Like we're supposed to drink 14 units of wine a week, over three days, you know? Like a standard drink is like half a pint of beer or a small glass of wine or a pub measure of spirits, which wouldn't work in most houses like because a pub measure of spirits is like three measures at home, isn't it? Right, so go on, how many? Okay, 113 bottles. What? Yeah. That's like two bottles a week on average. Uh, that's what I was thinking to myself. Everybody. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. For everyone oh that drinks. So, 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 give me, give me the number again. One hundred and hundred and thirteen bottles of wine. One hundred and thirteen. Let me see who is the closest to that. Uh, Sheila thinks uh, two hundred. Uh, Don Sheila, Joanna's, I'd like to be in your house. <laughs> Joanna's in there at 140. Let me see, I think that's about the closest that we have so far. 140? Really? 140, yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, no, we have a 114. Ah, well done. They Googled it. But it's W. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure, but we'll get in touch with that person and we'll give them there the closest as far as I can see here. I'm just glancing. Yeah. One one hundred and fourteen seems to be the closest. So that's only we'll go two with that. We'll so go with we'll, that. we'll we'll uh, find it's it, whoever the listener is just has a W after okay. we'll, we'll give them a call. We should it. probably give it to the person that has actually the two hundred down though, because it looks like their house needs it. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly so. So that's a fifty euro voucher. Go on, a fierce yeah. nosy. Are there people coming to you? Um, about the aesthetics for Christmas. Oh, totally. We are, are literally, we started I'm very on nosy, I mean. the last aesthetic days. We have started at seven in the morning. We've been in like at half five and we have finished at night at half nine. And that has been back to back all day long, literally without 10 minutes in between. So like wherever anybody can be fitted in, they've been fitted in. And what, is, is that based on we want to look great at the Christmas party? You know, or what What's wonderful based? about it this time is um, there isn't a huge spend out there. So people have definitely waited to get work done closer to Christmas so that they're not getting it done in November and it get, you know, this kind of thing. Skin boosters are a huge thing, Fran. That for me is amazing as in it's not even, people aren't going for the conventional like, like filler or Botox or whatever. They want to look really nice but they're going for something more natural. So that's like a hyaluronic acid and you make that in your body yourself anyway. So this is just giving you like as in a really nice... So that's the kind of thing they're coming... That's the kind of... They're getting the others too but that kind of thing is, yeah. It's interesting. If people want to talk to you or Charlotte or anybody else on the team how can they do that? So call us on 052614881 or com. Can I say one thing, Fran? Of course you can. Uh, My January calendar is nearly booked out. We are nearly, we are literally, and it, it's always literally from last May or June. Mm. So anyone that wants to get back on track for the new year, they need to come in, come on to us 
as soon very, as possible and quickly. not leave it until the new year, if that makes All sense. Right. Okay, yeah. good to see you, Muriel. Thanks very much indeed. We'll take a break back in a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie 